Are you see? see so this uh, is the legal preamble. Just so you know, we are recording now. Okay. See, just before you see, you you were just about to say. So what's the end? It's like I've no idea. I'm gonna have to wait. If that was the question, it could be lifeless <laughs> or something like that. It's like yeah. catching the. I just imagine if a news broadcast went, and then I gave it a pearl necklace. Good evening and yeah. welcome to. Like most well, shit should happen like that. That would be yeah. better if people just. I was asking. See your setup. Yes. See, so where do you look when you're talking? I try. Now, this is a, something I've perfected from doing the uh, the stand-up gigs during lockdown is oh. I tend to try and look down the lens. Right, because my lens is there. Yeah. I'm very aware that I'm talking to there. I get it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I, I talk here, but I can see you out of my peripheral vision, so I kind of feel like I'm talking to you. It'd be good if there was a wee... Someday it's like, honestly, one day they'll have, like, it'll be a screen where a thing in the middle of it or something like yeah. that just realize anybody watching this is just looking at my big <laughs> rancid hands so there that's what i try to do and it's like so try to be professional yeah i guess if that's a phrase i'll, I'll like give that it a phrase i'll give it a go but i've got a feeling i'm going to make an ass of it that, so you, you you pure look like you were <laughs> you were trying really hard there and it's like hello totally is, trying do you know what it's, i mean it's like when somebody says something try not Try not to don't stare at the women's mole. Have Shit. you seen have you seen those cameras that follow you around the room? Yes. Have you don't seen care them? for those. No, it's you bit, don't like them. It's about Skynet like, to me. I quite like the idea of having a thing clipped here and just this you just do what you're doing and it just <coughs> follows you around the room. I quite like I the guess, idea of that. I guess my worry is that technology gets a bit judgy and it starts going like shit like, you're not wearing that out, are you? It's like shut up. <laughs> you can't wear that. You can't wear those crocs. Get that gold suit off. <laughs> You're not wearing those crocs, are you? Yeah. Uh, it's like, wear what I want. You're not my real dad. There was one that I seen that you would you would do a thing, some sort of gesture. Okay. And it would turn this into a whiteboard. Oh. Like it would act, so you would be delivering a lecture and you would do some sort of gesture and it would Tony Stark uh, a whiteboard behind you and you could start that's, drawing. That's kind of cool. That's kind of, it's a bit Minority Report. I love the fact that everyone describes Minority Report like, enhance, look in, Mm -hmm. put that in there. Everyone describes Minority Report. And here we are in StreamYard, which is kind of like, it's like the CFAX version of Zoom, is what it is. Do you know what I mean? If you want, if you want to take, if you want to take Zoom and put some additional bells and whistles on it, but none of the good stuff, that's what you find yourself in StreamYard. Right, should we use CFAX? No, they they turned it off. Did they? Yeah, they turned it off. Do you remember Bamboozled? I loved a bit of Bamboozle, mate. I loved a bit of Bamboozle. I remember that's where you used to book your holidays. That's what it was. Then you phoned (laughs) up, you got the number. Then you phoned up somebody went, I want a a fly drive to Florida. And they'd be like, certainly, sir, that'll be £300. Imagine that, this day and age. £300, sir, we'll throw in a car. And I'd gobble off Mickey Mouse. Sounds good to me! Click. And then you would be in Florida like half an hour later. The world's it's changed, man. The world's changed. It's not the same. It's not as good as it used to be. Sh- shall we start the episode? Yes. Why the, why the right. fuck not? All right. Here's the intro.
How you doing, everyone? Welcome back to broadcast. I was just double checking. CFAX is definitely off. Just double checking. Just double checking. As you can see, me and Tosh are kind of back in the uh, the intranet biosphere kind of a thing because we're, we're both busy and we're in different places right now. Tosh, I've got to say, Tosh, like I think as studios, like when you watch these things, yeah. I, I think we've got pretty good fucking setups here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I see but, these people that use the green screen. They they right. should put the actual background as good. But just the actual background. This is yeah. this is better than GB News. What's Do you know what I mean? Take me through what you've got. All right. Well, I will welcome welcome in. We'll start the podcast in a minute. Here I've got uh, here I've got the uh, the Green Goblin, yeah. who is just coming in at the side of the picture. A little creepy, but there we go. Uh, yes, sir. So how are you doing? I I am busy. Are we? <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that? That was the most subtle way of trying to get So, uh, how you doing? Oh, <laughs> like, that's what he said. My six-year-old son, so, uh, how you doing? It's get. <laughs> uh, I've got um, uh, I've got the uh, um, Swamp Thing, of course. Or uh, Mr. Gills. And uh, Colossus up here as well. So, there we go. Mm. Got loads, loads. I've got the ones that won't stay in the door. I've got the ones that won't stay in the door. But my, uh, I've got my Joker picture. Ah, the one staying in the door. Yeah. Batman Joker picture. See? That's everything. And then I've got a... a Laugh like you can, monkey boy. Which is from one of my favourite movies, uh, Buckaroo Banzai. That's Jonathan... That's John Lithgow right there. So it's an eclectic mix of... <laughs> I'm I'll a collector of shite as well. It's a load of shite. I'll tell you, I've got my fart ninja, which I think he's out of batteries. Um, oh, he's off. I don't have stuff like that. I've got this. This isn't the kids, by the way. And then I've got this. Now, there used to be a store at Universal Studios in Orlando where they would take things from the rides and you could buy them, right, when the rides had, like, closed down. So there used to be the Twister ride and there was, like, a crate where with uh, uh, bottles in it from the Twister ride, fake bottles of Coke, right? So it was a full, it was a full crate. So I bought one of the bottles just to piss someone off. <laughs> Like, I still remember the guy, me going, can I just buy one of the bottles? And the guy went, why? It's like, to really annoy somebody. And he went, done, I like your style, eight bucks. So there we go. From the Twister ride in Orlando, Florida. There you go. There you go, cool. Load of shite. Welcome to this episode of Broadcast. It is a little different, as you know. Uh, me and Tosh are going to be asking, answering some of the questions and topics you guys have sent in for the broad universe. I don't know, it's about 40 minutes or so just to get you through your day. Uh, Mr. Tragic, I'm Billy Kirkwood, relax. It's the same for everyone. And I'm here with Mr. Tragic O'Hara. As you can see, artist, raconteur. I don't, they so, you can put you in any box, man. You must be a nightmare when answering forms in terms of you. It's like... I, I just I, choose I, not to do forms. I just don't do, do them. Just don't do them? I would you just I walk up. hate forms. Yeah? So you just walk much. up and go, passport. Passport, mate. Passport. You know, on, on, that, that, the, uh, and it's only because I know I'd get to go on holiday. That's the only reason I would ever fill in a passport form. I've still got one of the red ones. Uh, what colour are they now? So part of the European Union. Oh, they're oh, blue now, aren't they? They're blue now. We're not going to get into any political chat on the show, but they're all blue now. There you go. Do you want to see it? I've got to try and, I guess I've got to kind of cover up my details just in case someone tries to steal my identity. Check that out. Yeah, man. Last seen on foot. Heading. <laughs> 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 my passport photo is really, really bad. But because... 
when he was getting it done, he was warned under no circumstances. You can't smile, you can't pull any faces, you can't do any of that. And it genuinely looks as if somebody's just punched him in the ribs. It's the most... It's the most terrifying thing. Like I had mine done at the passport office, and uh, and I just kind of and I just like stop smiling. Don't know what's. <laughs> You're just trying to pull every face. It's like, is this alright? It's like, no. Look at the camera. No, but you've got to, your shoulders are going to be straight. No, and your head. Oh my god. It's a total nightmare. It's a total nightmare. It's a total nightmare. But. In terms of broadcast, uh, of course, it's brought to you free each and every week by the sexy MFers over at Broadbeard Oils. Don't forget to get tickets for the championships, which I am still angling that Tosh is going to be a judge at. It's going to be immense. He's going to be there, sniffing beards, feeling the texture. Of the course. Of the course. What does it involve? What does the judging of beards Looking mostly. Is that mostly it's the touching? I don't need to touch people. You're just I think you that. can touch. I think you should touch, to be honest. Okay. Because what if you touch it and you go, well, oh, that feels like, that feels like fucking, that feels like Angel Delight. That's not right. That's not a good beard, that. You know what oh. I mean? What What if you touch it and it's like one of those cakes you keep seeing on the internet? Do you know there's a show, there's actually a show on Netflix called Is It Cake? I'm oh. not even making this up. The concept of this show is, is it a real thing or is it a cake? So, is this a real is this a real Xbox controller or has somebody gone to the time and wasted their life making it into a fucking cake? I refuse to watch that stuff. I refuse because the reason I bought, I pay a, a, a subscription to Netflix was to get away from reality TV. Nah. See that bog standard, rotten, fucking run-of-the-mill, formulaic, pash... I didn't want to watch that, and then they're, they're trying. There was another one I watched, but looked really good, and it was like this guy who was making. It was like people would send him ideas, and he had to make them with his team of people. Right, right, and I was like, "Oh, that's a fucking great idea," but it got a bit too American chopper. It got a bit Aye. that kind of thing. They are like, started. Oh, the fucking bikes broke. What we got? Oh, Jesus! We'll never be able to fix that bike. Like, no, remember, it's fuck all like the bike we fixed last week. Like that was totally <laughs> different. Like that shit. Pimp my bike. I, I, but exactly. When are they going to start doing ones? It's like this week on scaffolding. You Doogie is, <laughs> Doogie that is raging. That would be tremendous. Yeah, Doogie is raging because he's not tied a cloth on the end of the the end of the pole. Somebody's somebody's going to lose an eye on that, son. Do you know what I mean? You only get two. You only get two. I'm like a pirate. You know what I mean? That what else could you have uh, this week in accountancy? Here's a fucking calculator. Where's the fucking calculator? Jesus! What was I it? think uh, there's a market for real, real jobs. Well, like real well either that or we can do game shows. Uh, uh, and this week on Heads Down, Thumbs Up. I you love know? that game show. That's a good, that so, would be a good, a good thing. Squid Games. The equivalent of Squid Games, but it's Heads Down. There's a season two coming. So what you don't know is, spoiler, the whole first game scene, instead of the wee doll running around with a red light, green light, it's actually just a guy screaming Heads Down, Thumbs Up. <laughs> They're well going run out of games. And if you can't get exactly. Tig, um, what else have we got? Uh, uh, kiss Chase, Kiss Cuddle and Torture. Whose finger? That's the other one. Whose finger? Whose finger? You have to guess. Whose finger has been up your arse? We got a blanket ban at primary school of Kiss Cuddle and Torture. Blanket oh, wow. Ban. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say, is that because of one incident involving the Janny or something? I don't. <laughs> Do you know? The I think they were just like that. It was just. I think it turned into carnage. There was another one. It was at British Bulldogs. British Bulldogs. That was I never. Violent. I'll, 
I will level with you. I never got the rules of British Bulldogs. I had no idea what was going on. I don't think it's just a Scotland-only game. And it was named after a wrestler, so that was always weird. I but I never it. got the rules. It just seemed to be people running at each other. That's the... You know how you get... So and I played rugby, for fuck's sake. You get mosh pits, which would never be... I never ever called it a mosh pit. It was always a fight pit. Right. And then you get the circle pit. Okay. You know what a circle pit is? No. And it's like, so at the gig, everybody's running around in a circle. And then when the, when it gets heavier, the music kicks in. Everybody runs in the middle, like a good. Oh circle. yes, oh, yes. A good circle pit. But then there was the wall where it was like two. They would, people would line up at either side and just run full force into each other, like that. That was British Bulldog. That was that's what that was, wasn't it? Just run oh, right. into people. I always loved what whenever you'd go to see like a, a, a metal gig and a mosh pit had started, but you'd always see the old moshers that would start it off going, oh, I'll show these youngins how they do, and literally they're blowing out their arse within about 30 seconds. <sighs> Jesus. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. I had myself a wedding anniversary last week, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I was at a CKY gig at a ABC. A CKY gig? CKY, Holy shit. CKY, uh, and Clutch was supporting. Clutch with the first. You ever heard Clutch? Now, this is what I'll say. I ain't clutch were good. I thought CKY were dog shit, but that's just one man's opinion. <laughs> just one man's opinion. Uh, so I clutch, that was the first time I ever seen a band, and I was like, that support band, but like I loved everything they'd done. And ever since right. then, I was like a proper clutch fan. But I was there, and during CKY, there was a guy that was being a complete and utter asshole. One of right. these top half, just smashing at the people. Nobody could hold him because he was pure sweaty and covered in beer. And I'd obviously, I'd drank a bit by this point, and I was like, he's getting it. I, I am go, I am going to shoot. His uppance is coming, and he pasted me. He absolutely wiped the floor with me. He was just running about the place. Anybody that came in, he was just ragdolling them out. And it was just like, oh, his uppance is coming, and I get killed. I, I went to a Slayer gig once, man. I went to a Slayer gig, and it was one of the hardest nights I've ever had in my fucking life. <laughs> and, it, and it was as, like, as a 30-year-old, do you know what I mean? And And, like... I don't know, maybe when, when you're in a relationship and all that type of thing, it sort of turns into a night out. I still get excited. You know, when the lights go down at a gig and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. And fucking Slayer were supposed Oh, Jesus Christ. Slayer. Mm-hmm. You're a real Slayer fan. Somebody's going to get eaten tonight. <laughs> and it could be you. Me? Is he talking to me? <laughs> is he talking to me personally? <laughs> Just getting fucking white. I was terrible. I left my wife to basically get ragdolled. There's no two ways about it. There's no two ways. We were all getting ragdolled and separated, and it's like, you're, you're on your own. Good luck. Good luck. I'm sure you'll find your way to your feet eventually. Like Fuck that, man. The gigs, man. I remember being, I was at Teen in the Park one year. I think it was the Teen in the Park where the lineup was still palatable. I, I think the first Teen in the Park I went to was. Now, if anybody doesn't know what Tina Park is, a big music festival. It used to be quite good when it was in Strathclyde Park. It used to be quite good. I remember getting snuck in by my brother, and I'd know. So, but this shows you how young I was, right? Bare naked ladies, Alanis Morissette, Dog Star, maybe even fucking. And if nobody knows who Dog Star is, it's Keanu Reeves' band. Um, remember when Kenny Kenny Reeves got the when everyone forgets this story. Kenny Reeves got to the centre of Glasgow, got on a bus, got on a bus, went travelled out to Tina Park himself, got his accreditation, went into the gig and then came home. You are joking, that Keanu happened. Reeves. He's even better now. I never knew that. I love that guy. 
He did. He was, what a sweetheart. What a sweetheart of a boy. Yeah. I'm trying to think, who's the other band? Who's the other band? Because <laughs> there was another band I went, oh, they were actually quite good. Um, and I kind of followed them. But I love the Bare Naked Ladies, man. And Alanis Morissette. What a, what a weekend. Oh, my God. What Who was else the, was it? What was their song? What was the song that... Well, their big song was If I Had a Million Dollars, right? Oh, yeah, I remember that. But the... Uh, um, um, Who was the other band? Who was the other band? Ah, oh, Ned's Atomic Dustman. Um, um, but they kind of they kind of riffed and messed about on stage mm-hmm. and what have you. And it was just fun, man. Like, at one point, they started singing Alanis Morissette, and I was like, that's funny, because everyone was there to see Alanis Morissette, because, like, every guy over the age of, like, 15 was just, like, gushing at the fact she... Aye, just... My mate Ryan used to go to gigs all the time. Like, it was every day, every week, if there was a gig on, he would go. And I remember he came back, I was still at school, and he came in, and he went to see the Bloodhound Gang. Nice. Right. I remember the Bloodhound Gang. Discovery Channel? Yeah, aye. Jim, I love the Platoon Gang. Um, Jimmy Pop, who's the, na- the name of the singer, done this thing where he said, right, I want everybody to try this. And he spat up in the air and then caught it in his mouth. And he was like, right, three, two, one, and everybody done it, right? God. And he was like, you don't know who spits inside your mouth right now. That was it. He got everybody in the crowd to go like that. Ryan said it was just like fucking <laughs> greeners. Oh God! And like, was that Tina Park? No, that was just in like the garage. Just oh, thank Christ! Oh, even oh, worse, man. Everyone would be rancid. I still remember the best quote I ever heard at Tina Park was when I was standing in a queue for the toilets, and I heard a girl turn to her mate and go, "You know, it's time to leave Tina Park when your fanny's reeking." That's a direct quote. Direct quote, and I still remember to this day, my my. <laughs> What a delicate young flower. <laughs> and we've been married now about 16 years, but the thing is... Uh... <laughs> oh, man. Just making sure she's not listening. You've got to take your shot when you get it. But uh, uh, music festivals are an absolute nightmare. Um, I mean, I think there are... Uh, d- Download's quite good now. I think Download's I, still quite a good been. festival. Never been. Loved, got, never been. We've spoke about it. I don't know how many times about going, but we used to go to Wicker Man quite a lot. Cool. And apparently, I don't know, but it's like for families, downloads like pretty cool. Like it's yeah, yeah, cool yeah. I think so. Like... I've always tried to get in the comedy lineup, but because I was on the wireless at the time, I could never really manage it. So it's like, right. let's try, let's try and get on. Try and get on now, lads. Come on. Yep. But it's that way. I think like sometimes as a case of like, listen, you get your ticket. And you're expected to do 20 minutes, and it's like done. You know, it's like I think it's like a a, a pesh deal, but it's like yeah, it'd be nice to see I've played download. I played yeah, Tate yeah. Park twice technically, three That's times me. actually. Yeah, and only, uh, two of them are died in Mars, but one was really good. <laughs> one was... a stand up festival might must be fucking. Weird, do you know? Oh, I'm I'm full of crap. I've done it five, t- uh, four times. Two were good. One, two were shite. I remember one. It was like. Uh, I did the Thursday, so this is funny, I did the Thursday slot, right, at one o'clock in the afternoon thinking, this is going to be dreadful, but nothing was on, nothing was open, tent was full, everyone was in a good mood, what a time, but I left going, guys, you're going to have such a fucking weekend, imagine this, Tina Park, all the best, and basically all I got was, so what was the rest of Tina Park like, somebody threw piss, <laughs> uh, I think so. I think somebody actively took a shit while making eye contact during one of the shows. It's just awful, awful. And then one year did it and the stage was sinking. That wasn't great, but the gig was <laughs> relatively all right. 
I remember that they tried to went, this show needs to get done in an hour, boys. And it's like, why is that? Because the stage is sinking, all oh, the best. Uh, it's like, fucking hell. One year was just awful because they went, let's put it on at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday when everything's open. And I can remember standing on a stage, this is how empty the tent was, and being able to watch Huey from the Fun Loving Criminals. I could see him. I could see him. I literally could look right at him going, what the fuck are we doing here, man? And I, st- I still remember somebody tweeting me going, saw you at Tina Park, it was shite. And I was like, fair. <laughs> Let's- <laughs> fair. I was, not, I was not great. I was not great. But I was paid decently to be there, so go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, was getting, I was getting my attitude. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 fair. I wasn't that good, but I was paid for what I did. And I fucking deserved every single penny. You useless fucking stupid bastards. Honestly, what a fucking horror of a festival. I still remember, like finishing the gig and going out into the arena so this is like five o'clock ish on the saturday and you know like the opening scenes of saving private ryan when they're getting on the beach at normandy and he's just pew pew and these people dragging their pals and come on we're gonna make it and all that type of thing and blood and it was like that i'm not even joking I still remember, like, a a guy dragging a crying girl and just being like, what the fuck? There's me in my bag going, what the fuck is going on? Walking up to security guard and going, excuse me, mate, is that the way to uh, the car park, the production car park? And I'm going, mate, I don't know. (laughs) And it's like, what? (laughs) Aren't you security? And it's like, honestly... I got stood. I was meant to be here for an hour. I've been here for four. <laughs> like, I've no idea what's going on. Fucking and hell. I, I nearly went, mate, do you want to come and leave me? And then as I'm leaving, this is the, I'm leaving, I noticed this guy just sitting in a chair, staring at a tree, with a high his vest on and a clipboard. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and I, I must have, like, and everyone just walked past him and went, I'm not having it. I want to know what this guy's up to. What are you doing? And he went, well, there's actually like, I think, a, a, not, not a kestrel, but it was some rare brand of bird in that tree, and it's like, and if that bird is disturbed, then this festival is shut, son. This festival <laughs> shuts down in a moment's notice. And I won't lie to you, it's the closest I've ever went going, I'm going to go kick fuck out that tree. <laughs> because I think this festival should get bombed from fucking orbit. It is a horrible festival. I'm glad it's gone. Once. I only went the once, and I remember when I went, I went, it was Foo Fighters, James Brown, Queens of the Stone Age, Snoop Dogg, like it was a good lineup. There was a See, lot of I love those kind of lineups. There's, they're yeah. all over the place. James it, Brown and Snoop Dogg. I know it kind of, but it can't, eventually it just kind of turned into. I don't. There's no one there I want to see. And I remember walking through the campsite and tripping over an Australian guy <laughs> who had just turned up with nothing but an air mattress and a pair of shorts. Nice. And he was just walking about scadging cans off folk. That's what he was doing and using the fact that oh look at me. I'm an Australian at Tea in the Park and I've got nothing. Can I have stuff off you? And folk were like, I sure, mate. There you go. Oh. And that's all he done for a few weekend. Like, well, you don't know. And that guy was Prince Andrew. That's what you <laughs> don't That's what you don't know. Hey, I loved it as a punter. I loved it as a punter. But you see, oh, going as a fucking, as a, as a grown up, as a professional performer, did I to say. Was fucking t- the only the only one that I really enjoyed was uh, when I was on before John Cooper Clark, and I had a full tent. I had a full tent, right? So 
this is me fanboying out in John Cooper Club. I know exactly who he was, right? So on the Friday, apparently all the shows had been shit. Apparently on the Sunday, the shows had all been shit. But the Saturday, your boy here has the sweet spot doing his hour show before John Cooper Clark's. Everybody's in. Everybody's in. One o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody's in. I have the idea of going like, right, none of this 15 minutes between shows. I'll finish my show and introduce John Cooper Clark, right, who I met backstage. Could not have been cooler. See, his manager, his manager was cool as fuck. Like, I'm at, you know Bricktop from the movie Snatch? Oh, fucking, the guy that feeds people to pigs? Aye, he, honestly, it was like that, but he was a total, total gentleman. Like, a total gentleman. Like, he'd be there, like, uh, uh, um, he'd be there talking about whatever, working with whoever, and then he'd be like, uh, then he'd turn around and go, hello, you Billy, you get into these fucking cunts! Honestly, oh, is that a cup of tea? Lovely, sweetheart, thank you so much. So anyway, I was saying, it, he'd just like, it would just go like that, it's just like, oh my God! This guy's amazing! And he had the silk scarf on, he had the, the we're in the middle of a field in fucking Baldo, or whatever the fuck that is, and he's got this cashmere jacket on, and you know, and he's there, he's, he's there, uh, uh, um, uh, giving the woman instruction to flip up John <laughs> John Cooper Clark's hair or something. Oh, oh, he's fucking old Ed, would you, sweetheart? Fucking hell, don't want people realising it's fucking Mr. Peanut under there. Get a bigger glasses. Anyway, like I was saying, Billy. Oh, is that some sherry? Thank you very much. And it just, that's how he was. Fucking, and then John Cooper Clark goes out. So I do my bit. Get, take my applause and all that. Going, anyway, the reason you're all here, <laughs> let's not face it. I was the nachos. I was the, you know, like, you're, you're waiting for the main course. You're waiting for the main course. Somebody's not brought your steak pie yet, but they brought nachos. Somebody's is going, fuck's sake. And other people are going, fucking yes, free food. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was kind of, it was kind of like that. So John Cooper's the, the steak pie, uh, is the steak pie. And uh, so I finish off and go, ladies and gentlemen, anyway, the reason you're all here, raise the roof, give it up for John Cooper Clark. And he would fucking, honestly, for like 60 minutes, just ripping the place apart ripping the place apart like just I'd never seen anything like it people even trying to catch up with him because he if you don't know who John Cooper Clark is he's like a, what we say like like a poet like, yeah, he's like poetry kind of beats like sort of slam style poetry as well mm. it's all really in there dry and funny and like, really dry really really stories, funny his poems and stuff like that's it and, and fast <laughs> Mm-hmm. Fast. You'd see people like you do a couple of the favourites and you'd see people trying to catch up with him. And John Cooper Clark then, this was like, I don't know, six, seven years ago, was sixty odd then. Mm-hmm. So it's fucking like seventy now or something. Maybe yeah. seventy then. Nobody knows how old John Cooper Clark is, that's the thing. He could be anywhere between sixty and hundred and five. <laughs> the first time I ever seen him was in that uh, Joy Division film. What was it? Right. Control. You ever seen con- control? I don't think I have. Great movie, man. It's a fucking great film. I can't remember the name of the guy that plays Ian Curtis, but there's like two bits in it where like he's walking down the street. Like Ian Curtis is walking down the street. He's got a suit jacket on. And yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's walking down the streets of Manchester. It cuts to the back of him and he's like tipex the word hate in big white letters in the back of his jacket. And I'm like, that's yeah. the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. And then John Cooper Clark is playing... Uh, he's actually on stage performing and then a band goes on after it and like Joy Division are watching the band. So that was the first time I ever heard John Cooper Cartney done Chicken Town. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that, what the fuck is that? And just straight Googled him, man. Like, he's tremendous. Tremendous. Oh, we'll never get him on the show, man. We'll never get him on the show. We'll have him and his agent on the show. We just asked him questions. 
I had a moment where I was playing. This is uh, you know how I don't like to do the, the old name dropping. Thing do the old name dropping. Name I'll catch it for you. Don't worry. I, I was playing with Pete Doherty, so I was. Oh my I was play, playing with him. Fucking, he'll pick that up, Billy. The fucking. Uh, oh, there's a weight to this. <laughs> right. So he was playing, and but it was the guitar tech that was the pure interesting guy. Cause right. He was fucking miraculous drunk. He was steaming, <laughs> and I and I, I think the guy that managed Pete Doherty was also Scottish. So I think that everybody he went out with were like Scottish guys. And I remember, so he played, Pete Docker, he played the gig, he had two ballerinas dancing behind him, and he played the whole thing acoustic, right? And once he'd finished, he took his guitar off and he just launched it into the crowd yeah. and just walked off stage. Two minutes later, on comes the guitar tech with a Morgan Spice, <laughs> holding it like he's fucking serving, like that, right? And he comes in and he's like, ah, just pointing at the crowd, going, gaze it back. He's back. And the, the guitar starts crowd surfing back with bits missing off it, like fucking <gasps> strings and machine heads and stuff. And, and, the, and he just, that's what he done. He's, he must have done that every night. That was his job, was to make sure it was in tune and fish it back out the crowd at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the worst thing is, he's probably going, right, what's it missing? Right, okay, there we go. Jesus Christ, it's going to fret. There's no guitar. What am I doing here? How did they just bring back the strings? What the fuck is. What, who just gives back the strings, mate? It just gives back the strings. Uh, I'm always obsessed with guys like that. I'm always obsessed with guys like that. Like, how do you function? I remember meeting an American comedian once called Rick Shapiro, right? And Rick Shapiro was half his nuts. He's an, he's an ex-junkie. He was all this type of thing. But he had a handler just for being... And I thought, like, oh, why is that? Is he, like, dangerous or something? Is he, like... Does he struggle? It's like, he, like no, he can't get dressed. He's like a fucking nightmare. And we did, we were doing a gig together, and uh, he couldn't find his hat, his baseball cap. Couldn't find his baseball cap, and this assistant is running around the place trying to find his baseball cap, like everywhere, going like, "Rick can't go on, can't go on." And then he's like, "Fuck, fuck, he can't." And finally, she finds this thing, and he goes right, and literally walking on as I'm introducing him, and he walks on. First thing he does is takes it off and puts it on the mic stand, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" <laughs> like I'm like maybe. Maybe 10 seconds. Maybe 10 seconds, tops. Hey, everyone, how you doing? Whoop. <laughs> and the mic stand is like, this poor woman that just ran around this place for 90 minutes. <laughs> 90 minutes. No being able to find this thing. No being able to find this thing. Excuse me. Rabbit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fucking, story got a fucking Mark? rabbit. Got a fucking rabbit. About uh, Marquis Smith. The, yes, the ship, and what happened? Yes. Mag so, did you ever hear that? Did I ever tell you that story? No, no, I don't think so. So, so it was um, <clears throat> he played the Magnum with a fall. Okay. So he did now, if nobody knows what the Magnum is, it was a leisure centre type venue yes. in Ayrshire, where we the, both are. It was the biggest uh, leisure centre in Europe at one point. Fucking, fucking there was, yes. There was a sign outside Heathrow Airport telling you how to get there. How many miles to the Magnum? Seriously, that's how outside big, Heathrow Airport. Outside shit, you know, outside Heathrow Airport. That's how big the fucking Magnum was. So the Magnum had either that, or it kind of says that everything between Heathrow Airport and like John O'Groats was fucking bish. <laughs> I, you know what I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm a proud Ayrshire boy, but come to fuck. That <laughs> you drove 500, 400, 600 miles, whatever it is. And fucking, you, you want to go in the Mighty Monster and like, get a slush puppy? Especially when you could just get a plane to Glasgow. 
Do you know what I mean? Just get a plane to Glasgow. You could have got the plane at Glasgow and drove from there. But I there was a, that, like, but some of the biggest bands ever played there: The Clash and fucking the Smiths and like all these bands. Like, people don't believe me how many bands played there. But Marquis right. e. Smith played, and Marquis e. Smith was notorious for just not playing. I played with Marquis e. Smith once, and he, he played three songs and stopped, and walked off stage, and the band kept playing. Yes. And, and folk were running off and going, are you coming back on? He's like, ah, no, no. I love stuff like Eventually that. he sung the rest of the thing from the side of the stage and just refused to go out so people would see him, right? But Willie Freckleton, who used to put the gigs on at the Magnum, had said, Marky e. Smith's away for a pint at the ship at eight o'clock. I don't care if he's just bought a pint, you bring him back. And he sent two security guards down with him. Right. Marky e. Smith sitting drinking his Guinness in the button. But in the ship, eight o'clock, two but the bouncers put a thumb under each oak <laughs> and drag him on his tippy toes past <laughs> all the people who are waiting to see Marquis. <laughs> but that's he, but that's what you want. That's yeah. what you want. You want him living up to the reputation. You always want to get dragged past handcuffed, go, don't worry folks, the gig is definitely fucking happening. This motherfucker <laughs> the, there was a comedian called Malcolm Hardy, right? Uh, you pr- probably don't know who Malcolm Hardy is, but he used to run, uh, um, used to run gigs. Used to be in the infamous Tunnel Club in Manchester and all that type of thing. If you've ever seen people do the, it's like three naked guys and they're covered with balloons and they're going da 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 and they do the switch. That was him. He was one of those guys, right? Now, I'd seen, I'd heard all manner of stories. I'd heard about pissing on sleeping audience members and all manner, all manner of stuff. But I only got a gig with him once, and that was at Keel, uh, Keel New, uh, University, in New, just outside Newcastle, right? And uh, I'd heard I'd heard the stories that he could be a wee bit trouble. And I remember the guy came in, and I'd only just started, man. I'd only just, I wasn't long into it at all. And he came, and the guy that was running the gig came running in, and he went, do you want paid now? Or do you want paid after? And he went, ah, if you pay me before the gig, I'll just fuck off. It's like, ah, ah, there you go, there's your money, there's your money, there's your money. Right, so, and he fucks off. And I, I don't know, I go to the venue, I go get a drink and all that type of thing, come back later on, and he goes, where's Malcolm? And the other act went, well, he did warn you. <laughs> he, he, he fucking got in his car and went in. Got in his oh, car and went in. I just love like, stories like that. Because what what happened was a, a guy keep I mean he handed him two hundred quid and the, like if you if you break it down now you can turn around and say that's unprofessional as shit I'd also heard he got caught wanking into a woman's shoe and uh, it wouldn't stop but that's neither here nor there that's neither here nor there but uh, and apparently he was like what you might as well let me finish and uh, <laughs> so different we don't have we don't have folk like that now Tosh we don't have no, folk like that now too safe. Did you hear that one about Neil Young? One of my favourite things ever, MD's ever done. He wrote, brought out a new album, played the gig, played a gig, played the entire new album from beginning to end and went, right, right sorry, now for something you've heard before and played the whole set again and fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that where you're like, oh, you'd be so angry at the time, but see to be able to go, I was at a Neil Young gig, right? <laughs> and this is what happened. I quite like it when, when you hear about audiences turning. You know, like, uh, did I ever tell you about Dolly Parton's lookalike? Right, so I did, I had Belladrum one year, and there's a woman on, she's in a Dolly Parton tribute act, she's rocking it, she's fantastic, she's fantastic. 
she's rocking the place, they're having a great time, and then out of nowhere, she drops the accent and goes, actually, I'm from Sheffield, and here's one of my own songs. 500 people fucked off. <laughs> Just left. Just left. Just went, nah, fuck this. <laughs> I've never seen it before in my life. It's the same tent they did a Frightened Rabbit tribute thing in. It's been a great night. They're a great crowd. They're a, I mean, they're a lovely crowd. But they went, but they 9 to 5. Fuck this. Where you go. And away they all went. I've never seen a tent empty like that in my life. And they didn't. And the thing is, it's like, if you'd have been on stage, you're a, you're a musician, of course. What would you have done? Would you have went, fuck it, 9 till 5. Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Like, to try and get them back. Definitely. Imagine you're trying to explain that to the promoter. So, my tent just fucking emptied. What happened? Well, I thought I'd do my song, eh... Uh, I thought I'd do my song Little's Blues um, and I thought that would just they'd fucking love that oh you know what it's like when you're getting a canoe in Little's or something like that you're a, you're a musician you know about this stuff yeah, you know about I'll this I'll finish that later oh, you're, 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 you get working on that you let me know how you get on I'll, I'll finish that song later did you ever hear that story about Bill Burr the is this Burr. in Philadelphia oh my lord that's the best thing I think I've ever seen on the internet now, I've only, I mean, there's not a lot of footage of it, but the, the, the audio is about, right? But there is yep. some bits of footage. And I'll tell you this, I've seen it, and I always, and I, I used to think it was ridiculous. But now I actively go, totally get it. Totally get what's going on. Been there, done that. There is nothing worse than that situation where you are like, fuck these guys. <laughs> fuck these guys. Fuck them. Fuck them all. And what I love is, is the wave of is the crowd. Like, he, he loses them. He gets them back on side. And just when they're kind of digging his shit, he kind of goes, ah, go fuck yourself. You <laughs> Philly cheesesteak-eating motherfuckers. You fucking hero's rocking. He's not even really fucking losers. Oh, man. That is tremendous. It's one of those ones where it's like someone who just knows their shit. Oh, he, know, he knows his shit. And I also think he's kind of like, I've got to take my shot. I've got to take my shot. Mm -hmm. And it's because, and the reason is, he, he did it, he, uh, an ad called Dom Herrera is on. He's an American comic. He's very well respected. He's been a, a good few films and all that type of thing. He's very well thought of. Had just been on and it got booed and died in his arse, right? Which, in that type of situation, could totally happen. Like, I get it. Like, it just sometimes happens. Doesn't matter who you are. No matter how good a comedian you are, no matter how good a musician you are, it just happens, right? And there's nothing you can do about it. So he apparently got fucked off at this. I was just like, nah, they can all go fuck themselves. They've paid me my money for 15 minutes. I'm going to let them fucking have it. Have it. Because uh, I did like I did a thing called the Philly of Fobath Festival over in Belfast, right? And I'd heard about how many acts had died on the roof. <laughs> Particularly, like, quite big quite famous acts and uh and uh, they, i didn't realize there was quite as much pressure <laughs> like it's like you know lenny henry walked off after seven minutes it's like right two questions first of all why did you book lenny henry second of all did you still pay him you know because and in my head they're like you've got to do 30 before frankie boyle comes on and i'm kind of like right right you can do 15 you can fucking make it to 15 if you make it to 15 you're better than lenny henry <laughs> <laughs> There's the, there's the benchmark. There's a fucking, I'll fucking show you, Henry. Fucking, I can't, I can't even think of one 
Lenny Henry character that he used to do. Not one. Not one. Um, Neither can um, I. Lenny Henry was... Uh, what did he used to do on the TV? Was it... I, I, what did he do? He done a thing on the TV. That was the first time I seen him. But it was like a game show or something. I think he was on like... Tiz was or something like that. Could you excuse me for a second, mate? One of my kids sounds like he's getting murdered in the background. I'm just going to check on... No two seconds. I didn't want to have to do an edit in this, but I'm probably <laughs> going to have to. What's going on? Dad's crying. I can hear him. I know. Why are you making him cry? I didn't. I was scrapping... Go and put something on for him and give him a dummy. I was scrapping the best oh, seat, and I put it upstairs. All, all it, oh my god. <laughs> what I just watched, though, was a one-man play. <laughs> Sorry oh, to show my purity, but when you've got to go, why are you making him cry? Well, I didn't. See, what happened was, is I got a bed sheet and threw it over him, and it's like, I can see why he's crying. <laughs> I can see why he's crying. Oh, um, but in saying that, though, I'd, I've only ever once had one horror thing with my kids at a gig. Only once. Twice, actually. That's not true. <laughs> Twice. So I did a, um, I was doing Belladrum one year. I'm backstage with my wife and one of her babies at the time. I don't remember which one. And um, she's having a conversation with someone else backstage. And there's my child who, and I'm getting ready to go on and crying. And I'm kind of like, get, get it. I'm going on. I'm going on. You need to, you need the baby. I'm going on. And she was like, anyway, like I was saying, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so, and I went on, did like five minutes because I was just hosting, came back off and went, you made me choose between the stage and my crying child. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> you know, I feel like the worst dad in the world. But then the typical mother thing, it's like, oh, fuck him, he's fine. It's like, <laughs> I know he's fine. The other one was, um, um, I was doing this play thing called Wild Cabaret, right? Which is, it's like a multi-act show. So you get like somebody doing a uh, um, tumbling and you get like somebody singing or playing a fucking saw or something like that or hula hooping. And this guy was, uh, a, I want to say trapezist. Like he did, he did this thing where he like hung upside down from up, up on high. Some of it is quite dangerous. And uh, my wife went with her friend. We'll call her. We'll call her Debbie. <laughs> That's not her name. Because <laughs> in a second, I was like, I could just call her by her real name, but I'll not do that. And her instructions are, do not let go of the baby. Do not let go of the toddler. Do not under any circumstance. Now, uh, I am backstage. And uh, what I, what I, although I come out to watch because I'm still concerned, and I'm watching the show. And literally, when this guy goes to do his big move, she goes, let's go, and goes, ah! <laughs> Guess where my kid heads for? Oh man, heads for the stage like a bull at a gate, and I've I've literally got to grab him in front of everyone. the The host of the show grabs this random child and drags it off. I felt bad that I had to come on after him, and first of all, I had to apologise, and I had to come on after him, going just so you all know, it's my kid. <laughs> it's my kid. Don't go worry about it. What nightmare gigs, man? What absolute nightmare gigs? Although I would like to see... I haven't heard any... Um, I mean, there's that, there's that uh, rumour, isn't there, that um, is it, uh, Ballroom Blitz was based on the Palace Theatre in Kilmarnock. Yeah, well, uh, it's on Wikipedia, so it might be 100% definitely true. And it basically, if you break it down, it's because there was a massive riot. <laughs> 
So it was like, oh, it's something to be proud of, isn't it? There was a massive riot and now fucking sweet or whatever it is turned it into a song. Yeah, totally. I've right. never had any nightmare gigs with like kids. My kids and I stopped gigging. Yeah. For the time I had kids and stuff. But there's been a few points where I've been like, I'm just going to need to let them do this. Yeah. And then deal with the shit later. We went on holiday one time. We went on holiday. Our first abroad holiday to Spain. And the hotel room we were staying in, for some reason, all the doors had buzzers. Right. It was like an outside kit. It's be pulling stuff, but on all the buzzers were really low down. And my kids get up five o'clock every morning. Like that that was it. And it's been that Boom. routine forever. Which is why I have a face like this, because I'm up at five o'clock with aim just jumping on top of me, right? Right, they're with during, you, brother. <laughs> during the during the holiday, like we were like, right, get them, get get them dressed and get them out, right? And the first day we opened the doors, they just ran up and down the hall, <laughs> ringing every single fucking buzzer the whole way down, right? <laughs> try, try, don't touch the buzzer, don't touch the buzzer, try to chase them, and a pair of flip flops like a total fanny. <clears throat> and it just got to the point where it was like every I kept forgetting about the fucking doorbells. So by like the third day, I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> like, That'll just need to be the way that it happens. I can't, I can't catch the two of them. Folk are getting woken up. That's it. But it's like when people don't, you'll never, you'll never understand it unless you have kids. Like sometimes you just want like some adult attention or some adult conversation. Like topics only adults talk about. Like what's your favourite hobby on the top of an oven? <laughs> that type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. Top right, top right for me. Top right for me. Way from the back. Nice. Yeah. Bottom left. I think. Fair Feathers, none wrong with that. Dangerous, reckless, but I like your style. <laughs> I like your style. But but it's like, I, I've always said like, it's like, and I, I, I get it, like, you see mums and all that, like, talking away, going, I know it's terrible, did you say that? <gasps> the kids are quiet. They're either up to something or they're deed. Fuck it, I'll chance it. What were you saying? You know, just for that break, that respite. It's just part of life, man. Just part of life. Right, I tell you what, before we finish off this episode, got a couple of questions sent in from the Brawl Universe. Are you ready? All right, okay. Cool, man. Right. Adam Allison, double A. Morning, Adam Allison. Uh, Whatever you're listening to us with time, double A. Uh, he has said, what is your least favourite word? I think I know what mine is. Go for it. Pluck. Pluck, because if you don't know what pluck is, it's a spot. But you see the way. See when you're a, if you're a see if you're a teenager or anything like that, people are gonna make fun of you because you get spots and you can't fucking help it. And it's like, oh, yeah, you got a wee pluck in there. <laughs> fuck you. Like honestly, adults can go fuck themselves. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> Giving it the kids and teenagers a hard time when our fucking hormones are all over the place and we look like a fucking I don't know I'm mumps riddled syphilis riddled pokemon and fucking just spots everywhere yeah we pluck it's just the most and spots are shite man because you'd like get them in your eyebrow you'd get them just in random but get them right in the middle of your fucking nose what the deal is with that you couldn't go to school man see if you had a spot in the middle of your fucking nose do, do, do you know anyone that watches the videos the, the spot busting videos i've watched one from time to time are you are you, are you into them I wouldn't say I'm into them, but I've I seen know some them. folk that are really into them, man. Like really into them. But sometimes it's when it's like a fucking bowling ball, and you just I go like pulling, pulling like jet black hails. How, how did it get to that point? Do you know what I mean? Neck, how, when, when was the last time you looked at your neck? <laughs> I got a hump. I mean, I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. Um, Everybody had a pal that had a big bump. 
or dad at a bump or a granddad or an uncle had a big bump in their head somewhere. But these days you're like, oh, we better drain that. We better get to Dr. Pimple Popper and fucking, fucking open it up a mouse comes out. Oh my God. Get it sorted. I don't know what my favourite word, my least favourite word. Least favourite. I don't know. Moss. Moist. What was I, that? Moss. Moss, as in a Rolling like, Stone gathers no moss. Yeah, like that moss. I just don't like that word. Nothing against moss. I just think there's a better word for it. We could definitely, as a as a community, come up with a much better word for moss. Green uh, sort of uh, um, rock pubes. That be <laughs> there. You go. Got it in one. Rock pubes. <laughs> you got it in what? Rock pubes. That's rock exactly pubes. what it is. Ribs. <laughs> you call them ribs. It's like ribs. A Rolling Stone gathers no ribs. <laughs> What's ribs? Rock pubes. What are we talking about? Who was the first person that turned around and went, Moss? What the fuck are you talking about? What kind of word is that? Moss, we are about. Moss, that's what we'll call it. It's a theory. So there we go. To add a, answer your question, Adam, our question of the week here on broadcast, what is the least favourite words? For me, it's pluck. For uh, Tosh, it's uh, it's moss. But we fixed moss. it. We fixed it. Yeah. Ribs. <laughs> Next time, they, they, need to, they need to do something about this boat. It's covered in ribs. Right, that's all we got time for this episode of Broadcast. Just a wee quickie one today. Me and Tosh will hopefully be back in the same room next time. Uh, we are uh, we are coming in satellite. Well, not satellite, the fucking internet. What we're we talking about? Uh, if you want to, yeah, if you want to check out old episodes, you can do that over at the archives over in Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, don't forget to hit the subscribe and follow button and get in touch, man. Get in touch. You can find. Tragic O'Hara and all social media he is Tragic O'Hara Mr. Tragic O'Hara I should say keeping it formal whereas I am Miss Billy Kirkwood over basically everywhere who I want to be there it is uh, and of course make sure to follow all Broadbeard Oil's social media got any sign off for us Tosh before I hit the goodbye video no <laughs> I don't think I've got what, like a word of wisdom why not let's go for it Uh no, I don't. I don't have it. You've put me in the oh, spot. You made me look like. Sorry, a sorry. What have I got? Um, be nice to each other. We all shite out the same hole. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>